Thomas Petrov, day 43. Her name has no sound. Her name means moon, but her kind only use sound as emphasis or syntax or grammar. It's hard to say. It seems that most of the higher life in this world developed telepathy. She can communicate easier with me than the still walkers are able. She has eyes, for one thing. I can't call her Moon, so I'm going to name her Diana. And yes, she is a her. Diana is a female specimen of an amphibious species. The males leave their birthing pools and dig new pools. The females stay and guard the hatchlings, usually one female per pool. She tells me there are many such pools in this area. She is old now. She's had male and female offspring and they've left to form pools of their own. Her species leaves a mark on the land, altering waterways and changing the landscape. She has an almost maternal feeling towards the stiltwalkers. <laughs> I think they're her pets. Diana has also conveyed a message. She told me that the Visum Nova was contacted by an intelligence on this planet. There was an accident or a misunderstanding, and this caused the catastrophe. The Visum Nova's computer was a cybernetic synthetic intelligence, state of the art. I suppose it was easier for the intelligence on this world to contact it instead of us. Diana conveyed to me the deep regret on behalf of this intelligence. She also added her own personal sadness at the loss of my crewmates. The fact that everyone screwed up first contact actually makes me feel better. Pressure's off. I still don't know if this intelligence that contacted the Visum Nova is a machine, or a single entity, or a hive mind, or some other gestalt, or group mind. I asked Diana if there were a technological civilization on this world, and she agreed that there was. Diana understood technology as manipulators of matter, an analogy of what the males of her species do, perhaps? These manipulators lie far in the north, where the water turns to ice. Diana has never experienced snow or ice, but the concept has been communicated to her. I'm not sure if the cybernetics in my brain are helping or hindering our communication. I know there are thalamus regulators and amygdala dampeners and whatnot. I know that the CI usually filters out unconscious or involuntary responses, to an extent. I have no idea how much unconscious thought I sent or received while communicating with Diana. Her species may have evolved to deal with those issues. I have a better understanding of the relationship between Diana and her pets. She sees them as playful and capricious. I can't read their thoughts or feelings as easy as Diana can, but she assures me that they like me, and they thank me for saving Gressel. They are also sorry for the loss of my crewmates, 
and they were honoured to be in the burial detail. The mist is not entirely real on this planet. Oh, there are clouds and mist, or fog or whatever, part of the planet's water cycle. But some plants and animals have a telepathic camouflage to hide themselves from predators. Creatures with eyes, such as yours truly, experience this camouflage as mist. This worries me for a couple of reasons. One, it's very misty here. And two, that means there are predators on this world. Diana assures me that I am in no danger. The carnivores have been warned off or led away, and anyway, my landing site is right beside a basin of noxious gases. That would be the valley to the east. The crystals and pools are part of a chemical cycle, but almost nothing on this world can breathe in such places. On a personal note, this is the best I have felt since landing here. The air is clear and cool up here. I got my first bath since leaving Arcadia, and it was bliss. I feel refreshed and rejuvenated. I'm going to join the stilt walkers for a meal and get some sleep. It'll be dawn soon. Thomas Petrov, Day 44 It's almost night again. I spent half yesterday sleeping and the other half with Diana. She has astonishing spatial awareness. Maybe it's because she lives in the water. She knows that this planet and the nearest gas giant are in a three to four orbital resonance. How does she know this? Who told her? There are blank spaces in our discourse. Diana may have senses I lack, or vice versa, so workarounds are necessary. This is something like synesthesia, hearing colors or smelling sounds. Also, we may have emotions that the other lacks, or we arrange these emotions or analogues of these emotions in a different priority. I'm not even sure that Diana is typical of her species as far as her thoughts and feelings are concerned. Diana is the only example of her kind I have ever encountered. For that matter, I don't really know if my thoughts and feelings are typical of my kind. I'm going to get some shut-eye. <laughs> it's nice to sleep on even ground. At first light, I will say goodbye to Diana and head back to the lifeboat. Thomas Petrov, EVA Log, Day 45. On my way back to the lifeboat now. A nice day today, and not too misty. I'm going to keep my helmet off while I'm on the high ground. Hansel, Gretel, and Peacock are a lot more active up here. I think they like the air in the valley less than I do. I told Diana they don't need to escort me back, but... They take it as a point of pride to do so. These creatures have a sense of honour that Shimura would have appreciated. One waterfall down and one to go. The descent was harder than the ascent, especially for my companions. 
The air is still clear, except for a clump of fog in the other bank of the river. I think I'll stay on this side. Petrov here. The lifeboat is half a click away. The mist is directly behind us, stalking us. I don't know if it's after me or the stilt walkers, but it's gonna get this wrench if it gets any closer. The stilt walkers are... Shit! Thomas Petrov, Drive Technician 2nd, Visumnova. As I speak these words, I am cohabiting my lifeboat with three members of an alien species. Hansel, Gretel, and Peacock are all sleeping in a pile in one of the corners. They snore. I forgot how dark it was in here. Only a few monitors and emergency lights. It doesn't smell too great either, and I can't entirely blame my companions. Uh, I only caught a glimpse of the creature that pursued us. I didn't have time to count its legs or its teeth, but it had plenty of both. I think throwing that wrench did slow it down. I could hear the thing stalking outside. Then I could hear nothing at all. Nothing. Is this more camouflage or an effort to cripple prey with telepathic deafness? I can hear again now, and my CI ports are quiet, so I guess the creature is gone, but I'm not going to poke my head out just yet. I've been looking through some of Shimura's notes, the time out of sequence stuff. The Envel anomaly is about 10 light years away from here, and it's about 250 light years from Earth, so that would mean, according to Shimura's calculations, that the transmissions would reach Earth in the past. Sometime in the 2020s, I guess. <laughs> I wish... This is Nicholas Murphy, Commander of Mining Platform Opportunity to SOS on K-387 Delta. Uh, opportunity? Opportunity! <laughs>